Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Should we start, like, or opening up this show and saying the Ben and author Ashley I Podcast? You're very that, There's, a, like, a formal title that we can give you. <laughs> like, Dr.? Well, then it would be like philanthropist Ben Higgins and author Ashley Canetti. We get real deep and like obsessed with ourselves. Let's not do yeah. that. Let's not do that. I don't think people would like that. No. At all. Hey, uh, if you haven't yet, make sure to go out and buy Ashley and Jared's new book. I've read it uh, from the back. It's terrific. I've learned a lot about my own self through it. Ashley, where can they buy it? Uh, they can buy it right now at LucyandClarkBook.com. And then at the end of March, it'll be on Amazon. But why get it on Amazon in six weeks if you can get it now at LucyandClarkBook.com? It'll be in your mailbox or at your door within a week. 
And mm. um, then it'll also be in bookstores at the end of March. Ben, we are doing a special little celebration mm. for it next week. You're flying out to L.A. We're going to have dinner at Mr. Chow's, which is super good. I've only been there on an awkward date like I talked about last week. But, Ben, have you ever had Mr. Chow's? Uh-uh. I know of Mr. Chow. I hear big things about him. He's he's very popular in the uh, food community here in L.A. So good. Okay. You'll eat with me, Jared, and a couple other bachelor friends. And um, we're, we're putting that dinner up for bid. If you go to ifonly.com, proceeds go to the American Red Cross. And you get to have dinner with me, Ben, Jared, and a couple other of our bachelor friends. And in addition, it is open to the public to go to Planet Blue in Malibu at 6 o'clock next Monday, March 4th. And you guys can just hang out with us. We'll probably do a book reading. We'll do some book signing. And then we'll just be chatting. So open forum to come hang out with some of your Bachelor faves next Monday in Malibu at Planet Blue, 6 o'clock. All right, Ben. After that shameless plug, let's get back to how your trip in Honduras was. Yeah, I just got back. Uh, Generous Adventures, we call it. Um, It's part of Generous uh, International, which is best known as Generous Coffee. So we started Generous Adventures, which takes trips to our coffee farms all around the world. And so we do it a couple times a year. This trip was special because we went to Honduras and we visited our, our new coffee farm, which is called Honduras Coffee Kids. And this is a farm that the kids of producers, so the kids of families that have been in coffee for hundreds of years, are now learning how to grow specialty coffee. And so we went and visited them. We also went and visited uh, the communities that uh, our coffee sales and T-shirt sales are going to. We brought 22 people with us in the U.S. and we drove across Honduras, um, experienced the whole country. It was it was really awesome. So and, cool. Uh, it was really fun. I honestly, Ash, every time I go down, you know, sometimes I think for all of us who, you know, work and we have all our own specific jobs, sometimes we kind of get in this routine and I'm talking to um, a, a young lady right now who listens to podcasts and she's just texted me today and she's like, I'm just kind of in a rut. Like I'm depressed. I'm sad. And it's because I don't feel a purpose. And I think these trips allow all of us to experience a purpose again, like feel like we have human connection, feel like we can make a difference in the world, feel like, um, we can take a step away from the regular routines and just recalibrate and Mm -hmm. and see what it is that makes life important. And ultimately I, I believe that's people. And so I feel great being back. Uh, my stomach is healthy, uh, which is always a good, a good plus. No, Uh, no parasite this time. No parasite. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was great. So, and, and everybody on the trip, uh, you know, is big fans of yours, Ashley, they listen to the podcast. Um, and, uh, and th- it's really cool to hear their feedback after they get to know me personally. I mean, they spend a whole week with me in a bus. And so after they get to know me personally and to hear, you know, kind of their critique of the podcast and just how much they, they like it and they love our, our banter. And, and it just always makes me smile because it's, you know, two years in almost to this thing and, and it does feel like you and I have have helped create something really awesome. So anyways, I feel very blessed right now. I feel very full uh, and I'm very excited about what's to come. Uh, not only for generous, but, but almost famous. Do you feel a lot of that full happiness because you brought your lady Jess to Honduras with you? I did. Yeah, I think so. She, you, you know, think it's so you think that has I part know of so. it? Yeah. yeah, no, no, I know. So, so this is what happened, Ashley. And, and Jessica is going to come on the podcast here today uh, in just a little bit and talk with both of us. Uh, Ashley's going to grill her. I mean, it's going to be great. Not. There's nothing to grill. <laughs> um, 
But, you know, when Jess and I started dating, um, uh, you know, at, in early February or early December, really, she knew I was going on this trip and she on her own accord said, Hey, I, I just want this for myself. I'm going to sign up. Um, if you're okay with me going. Aww. So it was just awesome for her to invest into, to kind of one of the things that I love and, uh, and for her to choose to go. And so she came down for the three days of the trip and got to meet everybody and, uh, and we just kind of got to take a week away as we announced that, that we are dating, uh, that we're happily dating, that things are good. And uh, I'm excited for the world to get to know her because she is a, she's a really special person. Okay. Everybody freaked out last week. Everybody was so excited for you. And I think Jess like, gained 60,000 Instagram followers. Like that's how many people are eager to know about the lady in your life. I know. Isn't that crazy? She, she told me, she's like, what can I, cause Jess has a story uh, to tell and it's not mine to tell, uh, but Jess's story of how she's gotten to where she's at and the things that she's kind of worked through in her life uh, is incredible. I mean, it, the, the woman she is today is something special. And so uh, she was like, you know, what is going to happen? And she is not a social media person at all. She, she likes it. She does it for what she needs it for. Um, but then when the followers started creeping up, she was like, what in the heck do I do? And I was like, I think you just keep being yourself. Um, but yeah, that was a big day for her, a big day for us. Uh, and, and it's exciting. I mean, I want, it's always exciting when somebody can have a platform to speak on things they love. And I think now Jess definitely does. And, and I'm happy to show her off to the world, uh, because I do think she, uh, is somebody that everybody will uh, enjoy and appreciate. And, uh, you know, I say often that I like people. Because I, I think I do, right? Yeah. Like I, I do, but there's days that I do not. Um, she legitimately likes people, like legitimately cares a ton about each human being she comes in contact with and like emotionally invests into them. And so, I mean, that is the type of person that everybody needs to know. And I know that you wouldn't be so open and public about her if you didn't see a future. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it hasn't been very long and, and I don't want to put a ton of pressure on us cause I, I don't know if that's fair, but I would never, um, put a relationship out there that I didn't feel like could handle it one. And that was healthy enough to be sustained. And then also one that I think people need to know about, I'm not going to freak out and, you know, start saying crazy things and act like this is the, the, the end all be all yet. You're not going to, I know it's serious. You're not going to pull serious. Tom Cruise and jump on the couch right now <laughs> no, no no but this is so good ash it really is and i'm excited for her to come on the podcast i'm actually uh excited You're like I don't, I don't... so smiley you guys i get to see uh, him on facetime skype or whatever he's like <laughs> so like he's got like all the smile wrinkles right now it's like his face kind of hurts it's so cute. I, I agree so this is everybody out there listening ashley you have to hear this she goes, this is our text for the day. I said, hey, you ready for the big interview today? She goes, probably not. Do I get the, the questions you're going to ask beforehand or am I good just to wing? I said, just wing it. Be yourself. It'll be great. I'll help you out. She goes, okay, don't embarrass me or anything. I said, we will see. She goes, we're a team. If I embarrass myself, I embarrass you. So. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> All right. Let's so. get closer to this interview. Uh, okay. First, we're going to do the show recap, the hometown recap, and then we are going to get into Jess. I feel like everybody out there is like, okay, I'm going to fast forward until Jess, and then you I'll come back though. for the recap. But you cannot, you guys. Let this, the, the, the tension build. Build the suspense. It'll be so fun. First, we're going to talk about something I've been using to get in shape for our wedding. 
not our wedding, you know, my wedding with Jared. <laughs> so I've been, uh, I always feel like it goes hand in hand, like eating better and working out. So this week I actually started working out and that way I feel like it'll be a nice balance and I'll start really seeing results. And I've been using something called Open Fit, which takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's brand new. It's super simple. It's a streaming service that allows you to work out in the comfort of your own living room for just as little as 10 minutes a day, if that's what you have. Everybody's body is different and Open Fit gets that. They are personalized to your needs with custom tailored original content. Open Fit classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. Sculpt your body with Andrea Rogers, the founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar. I love bar classes. Or get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre. You view all this content on a web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, whatever you got in your living room. And you can lose up to 15 pounds in just the first 30 days. This is a proven thing. It's happened before. You can flatten your abs, shape your body, and look and feel great. My favorite class is 600 seconds. It's that 10-minute workout I mentioned, and it includes fat burning, muscle building, and body sculpting with trainer Devin Wiggins. You can choose from over 42 high-intensity workouts of every type and every style, and it's free. Like, what? That's so crazy. But sometimes I only have 10 minutes, or or actually, it's more accurate. I mean, I have more than 10 minutes, okay? I hate it when people are like, I don't even have 10 minutes. Like, you you do. But sometimes you don't feel like working out for more than 10 minutes, which is why mm-hmm. I really like this is why I like this one. Open fit, like I mentioned, it's for free when you use our code almost famous. You can join us on this fitness journey personalized just for you with the code almost famous. So the thing is, right now, open fit is during a 30-day challenge. Our listeners get a specific our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. And because you have 30 days of a free trial membership, you can really test out this theory. So all you got to do is text almost famous to 303030 and you will get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and all the nutrition information totally free. Again, just text almost famous to 303030. We got to do the breakdown. It's hometown week. One of the craziest weeks out there in Bachelor Nation. Colton, Colton seems like the guy, uh, at least if I'm a father, that I would like to come home with my daughter. Oh, I think, I think he, so. he's going to be fine here. Oh, yeah. He's kind of like you. I mean, a lot of people have comp- been comparing him to you. He's the best bachelor since Ben Higgins. He gives that warm, wholesome vibe. He, he walks into your house and you're like, okay, this guy... This, this, he's kind of like every father's dream, right? <laughs> do you agree with that comparison? Yeah, I do. I, yeah. yeah. You, you think he has. <laughs> he's got the those vibes. He has those warm, fuzzy vibes. Mm-hmm. He's well-spoken. He doesn't seem like he can do any harm. Okay, and you know how in this episode, <laughs> Cassie shows a lot of, um, un- she's very unsure. I feel like she's unsure mm-hmm. about him. She's the only one that hasn't said, I'm falling in love with you. I think it's because she may like a guy who's a little rougher around the edges. I think she wants more of a bad boy. Really? Like yeah. he's too, he's too, uh, awesome. well, we're not going to say soft. Are we, is soft a good word to use? S- yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Colton would want us to call him soft. He's like really uh, approachable. He doesn't, 
invoke any nerves from her. I think that she's like actually like it's like so comfy to be around him and she may want a guy that's going to make her a little bit more nervous. She's a little more intimidated by. Mm, okay, well, let's let's jump in here. We've got four uh, women here still on the show. Kaylin, Hannah G, uh, Tasha, and Cassie. Well, Kaylin is no longer here after this episode. But but for this episode, <laughs> we're breaking it down. Okay. Colton of shows up to Kaylin's house in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Here's what here's my takeaways, Ashley. Uh, I want you to, to chime in here. Her, you know, her father is not uh, in the picture. Her stepdad is there. Her stepdad to me, it just comes off as this dude that is so loving. Like he just wants Kaylin and the rest of the family to know how much he loves her. And so when Kaylin sits down with him and says, these are some of the moments in the show where you're like, okay, finally, like you have uh, an opportunity to let somebody know how much you mean to him. And Kaylin does that by saying, you've always been my dad and I love you. You've been the best dad. And you just see this guy like he doesn't even know how to respond. This man was such a cute little mush. It was, that was really, that was my my favorite Kalen moment. It was one of my favorite Kalen moments. It was a good one. Now, you know, the hometown dates are always interesting. There's not a lot to talk about here because Colton walks in, he meets the family. There's a lot of them to meet. I mean, there's a ton of family members meet. Her her stepdad is kind of the picture of of what we're focusing on. Is the stepdad going to like Colton? Is he not? And the stepdad is just a mush. Like, he's a great dude. You can tell he loves uh, this family so much. But Ashley, I, I got to ask, okay, so that we, we can build on this here. This is obviously the episode that Kaylin goes home. So leading up to this point, Kaylin went from being a front runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaylin uh, obviously was vulnerable. Um, she shared uh, the depths of her pains uh, with Colton and how she's been a survivor and is a survivor. But outside of, outside of those things, what happened in their relationship because you could kind of tell that this was the end for Kaylin before the episode even started. You you saw really? the distance. Before the you episode saw the separation. started? I think so. I think you knew out of all these girls that Kaylin was the one that w- was definitely on the chopping block, um, that something had to change here. And after this first date, I thought that not enough happened to prove, even though she shared that she was falling for him, to prove that she, that she was going to be around. What's happened in their love story or their dating story that kind of – made them separate i think there's just a lot of i think it just came to a standstill i think that a lot of their conversations probably ended in her like giggling and not getting too deep i think Mm. that he was like trying to get past the flirty phase and maybe they didn't get past that giggly flirty phase she i think it was a telltale sign when she said i'm fully in love with you now because she said i'm falling last week and colton didn't say anything back and with the other three this week he said it. He said, "I'm falling in love with you too." Which Ben, is there really a difference between "I'm falling in love with you" and "I'm I am in love with you"? Because you got so much crap on your season for saying "I love you" to two women, but he's saying yeah. "I'm falling in love with three women." So is it really that much of a difference? You know, there there really isn't. And and Ashley, I think on this show, saying "I'm falling in love with you." Maybe even in real life, like in dating, Sam falling in love with you is pretty much saying like I am in love with you without actually saying the words. And I could be wrong. And if I am, please email us at Ben and Ashley iHeartMedia.com. But this is just my opinion. I think every year, uh, you know, we've consistently seen people tell people on the show, I'm falling in love with you, which what they really want to say, what you really want to say is I just absolutely adore you or I love you. 
the, the funny part about this, and Colton did what every bachelor and bachelorette has ever done in the history of the world, is once you get in an awkward scenario, what do you do with Kaylin? He didn't feel it. He didn't want to lie to her. Good on, good on Colton. He you did kiss. not lie. He kisses her. He leans in for the big smackaroo. That. That is the universal bachelor language for this is getting awkward and I don't want to keep it getting awkward. <laughs> I will say like if you did this in real life, would you ever have like phase one where you go, I'm falling in love with you. And then like a month later you go, I am in love with you. Like, no, you just wait until you are in love. Yeah. You don't like tease it. Like, yeah. well, why aren't you really in love with me? I don't know, but I'm falling. I'm almost <laughs> no, there. I know. Got, no, because you don't have the urgency in real life. Like you don't have to say it at a certain point. Like now, if you're not saying it by hometowns, it's like red flag, red flag. Like with Cassie, people are like, oh my God, she doesn't like him enough to stay anymore. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, she doesn't love Colton. She's out. She cannot be the one. Yeah. Like, she, she's done. This is this is going to get interesting towards, towards the end. Um, I do think that after that date, uh, it was very clear that Kaylin was going home. I actually, uh, just to end the Kaylin segment here, uh, when I was with Colton uh, in Denver, it was the week before this, right? And uh, we we went through every single one of the, uh, the women that he had left. And when he got to Kaylin, his, he was very into her, very excited about her, said that they related on a lot of levels. They had a very good conversation. That wasn't shown, obviously, on the show, but he was like, I'm really – really into Kaylin. And so once I watched last week and this week, uh, it was surprising to me how much I felt like his feelings had changed in just a week and a half after speaking with him in person. Wait, so Ben, I remember when I was like, give me the dirt. You met with Colton this week in the middle of taping a season. And you pretty much said that you thought that that Kaylin was going to be it. I did. I, I was convinced after seeing it in his eyes, like it was like he had a relationship with Kaylin that was so peaceful, comfortable, understanding, and supportive. And that's kind of how he explained it. I was like, well, that's your wife. Like, that's it. And and something changed. Now, obviously, I haven't had a chance to talk to him about it, uh, and, I, and I haven't asked him those questions. But I remember very clearly, like you said, I came back saying, this Kaylin, whoever she is, she's one to watch out for. I know, because I remember, like, I think I could say it now, but you were like, she tells this story of sexual assault, and it kind of gives more detail into his virginity. And then you were like... And I think this might be the girl for him. Yeah, like it, they they were able to immediately relate and interact on a whole new level, like a deeper level. One that I don't know. I don't know Colton's um, who he's told and who he hasn't. I mean, obviously now he's told millions of people. But before this, I think it was hard for Colton to open up, and I felt like he could with Kaylin, which builds the foundation, obviously, for anything in the future. So. A little shocking. Uh, my front runner at the beginning of the season is now gone, mm-hmm. leading into uh, maybe my front runner now, Hannah G. Hannah G is from Alabama, and she's got manners. We saw this week that she wants a man that has etiquette. She takes Colton to an etiquette class. I, you know, here's the thing. These hometown dates are always fun for me because you get to see a little bit more about the person and who they are. I felt like Hannah G's just kind of date idea of the etiquette class was good and cute and fun, but it didn't help me get to know her at all. Is that something that she does like on the side? Is she, I mean, she, at the end of the episode, she rapped for us. Why not take him to a rapping class? I don't know, but she did so good at the rap. And I think that we saw the most personality from her we've ever seen. That date seemed like the one that I would most like to be part of. I mean, not the manners part, the hometown part, like the uh, family part. 
was like, okay, this is the family that I would most like to hang out with. They seem the most comfortable to be around. The one that was grilling him a little bit less. What do you think? I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, her mom was the one in the whole group that was distant, right? She didn't love this idea. She was the most protective in the whole group. But like as the table kind of started talking and especially in the little blooper at the end that we watched, mm -hmm. you saw this table and it looked like a fun table to sit around. Like that's a table I want to drink wine, talk life, rap mm -hmm. with, laugh with, like no judgment at that table. Totally. Uh, but you know, the Hannah G Colton relationship is one that I do think has legs. I, she is still my front runner. Um, but until the very end of the episode, I still didn't see Hannah G and Colton really laugh together yet. I just feel like they make out a lot, yeah. which is great. And that's fun. And I get it. But I wanted to see a little more depth. And and so maybe we just haven't been shown it. Yeah, I think probably. I mean, you get to see at the end of the episode how there are so many fantastic scenes that get cut out. So many scenes that do tell us more about their personality that we don't get to see. And I think that's unfortunate. If there was one thing I would change about the format of the show is I just want it to be less like, let's talk about where we're at. Let's talk about my feelings for you. And I just want to see what's made those feelings come about because it seems like that. It seems like the wrapping scene. You're, what you're exactly right. Here's a part that blows my mind about this date, Ash. The bread? The bread. I Who know. <laughs> why would you just put a little piece of butter on a big bread? Why do you even do it at all? Do not tell me that is the formal, proper way to do things because I find that, like, disturbing. Are you kidding me? You're going to, like, basically you have to keep the butter right there next to you. The butter tray has got to be right by you if you're doing that. And then you're, like, kind of in a way double dipping, which yes. is totally anti-manners. I, I, I mean, who came up with this idea and who sets the standard? Because I can tell you one thing. If I'm out to dinner with a stranger and every time they take a bite, they're also taking that knife and they're even getting it within a centimeter of where their saliva yeah, has uh, just leaked off of the piece of bread. I'm not in. I'm done. Oh, I would be so grossed out if somebody did that on a first date or like even like the first couple dates. Oh, my God. I'm like, you're going to keep doing that. I am distracted by you. Keep by you. Keep going for the butter. No. I mean, and, and secondly, and this is I'm uh, this is one I have a strong feeling for on a first date. Right. I mean, I grew up in a small town in Indiana. I'm here right now. Um, and it's a great town. Great people. Etiquette is not something that we practice very often. We try really hard to have manners and be polite and kind and say your please and thank yous. But if I'm ever out on a first date and I have a piece of bread in front of me and I'm putting that bread in my mouth. And I and somebody looks at me and goes, that's bad manners or that's not the right etiquette. I'm going to be so fast out the door that you won't even see me. I don't want anybody being that uptight. No, that's true. Mm -mm. I at mean, all. you know, napkin on your lap. Sure. If you're in a nice enough restaurant and that's like a natural movement, there are some kind of things that I was just like, OK, this is too much. And some things are I'm like, duh. Um, but her family's acceptable, accepting of, of the idea. Uh, they support this relationship. I, I think that we're seeing Ashley year over year. Now I've been in it. Um, how hard it is. Hometown dates, hometowns dates made me so sick. I was sick to my stomach every house before I went in, um, like sick, sick to my stomach. And I think Colton was the same way because you're sitting down with a father and at some point, you actually do. I mean, I knew with Lauren, like, this is going to be something. Like, I I want to be able to tell her father she's it. I can't um, because there's still some time left. But I want to be able to tell the father this. And it's so nerve-wracking. It's so hard because you're so stressed out. And 
hometown dates are not easy. We watch it on TV, and and for the first time, I think it's one of the only weeks in the show. Hometown dates are a lot more dramatic in person than they are when you watch it back. Ben, you just brought up two things that I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. I used to look forward to hometown dates the first couple of years that I watched The Bachelor. I thought they were really interesting to see where they came from and to see their families. And now I find them so formulaic that it's the most boring episode of the entire season to me. Um, I'm like, okay, I know. You're concerned she's going to get hurt. I know. You're being protective. I get it. It's like the same every single hometown. And it doesn't give me what I want. What I want is to see, like, the personalities of them at home and if they're going to drive with the family. But, like, we know you don't want them to get hurt. You don't. You think it's weird to propose to somebody <laughs> that you've known yeah. for six weeks. So, Ben, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Asking permission. Why does it have to happen at hometowns? That seems like such a production thing when you, I think what would be really nice is if you're like, I'm interested right now in possibly marrying your daughter. Can I get your phone number so I can call you in about two weeks when I really have decided? Yeah. Didn't you do something like that? Didn't you call yeah. Lauren's dad? What made you call Lauren's dad? Did something weird happen? Did he say no? You don't have my permission? No. He he didn't say no at all. He was actually terrific about it. But he just said, Ben, like, I can see that there's something here. Uh, but I also don't want to treat this uh, in any way that I wouldn't treat this in real life. If you're serious about it, like if this act, I don't want you to talk to me in this maybe possibly kind of talk. If you're serious about it and it actually is my daughter, I, I want you to call me and ask me. And I said, I would love to. And so, um, so I got his number and right before uh, I did it, I did call him and it, it, you can do that. It's, it's a fair thing. I, I'm glad I did, but it, yeah, I agree with you. I don't, I, there's something weird about the language of, Hey, your daughter's really special to me and I really care about her. But if I'm in this at the end and she's in this at the end, then possibly maybe I'm going to fall for your daughter. It's like, what, what are you talking about, dude? Just call me if it's a thing and I'll tell you then. Like, I know. Why can't, why can't we do every season the way you did it? I think Lauren's dad got it right. That's perfect. Well, he's a smart guy. He was a smart guy. Um, all right. So moving on here, Tasha. Uh, Tasha has this joy and this bubbliness about her. And she also pulled one of the moves that I would hate the absolute most if I was dating Tasha on this show. <laughs> Colden has been traveling all across the country this this week during the show. He's in houses back to back to back, and he gets out, and she literally pulls out all the stops by making him have a date with one of his biggest fears, which is jumping out of a plane. That is one of the things I, I – it's one of the reasons, Ashley, that – I'm not kidding. When, um, when they asked a few years ago or a year ago, whatever it was, if I'd consider coming back, my thought was – I made it a whole season without after jumping out of anything. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to go back. Like, I know that's coming. And Colton had to do it twice. He had to bungee jump, which I would not do. And he had to jump out of a plane, which absolutely freaks me out. Yeah, when they have that shot of the back of the plane opening and you see the, 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 the ground, you're like, holy moly. In that moment, you have to be like, I'm going to lift my feet up and fall. Like, no way. I'm not doing that. Well, I was what I'm confused about is... A couple weeks ago, he and Tasha went bungee jumping. So she was like, I'm going to do part two of this date, and now we're going to jump out of a plane. It's, we, didn't, we didn't acknowledge on the bungee jumping episode that she was a fan of falling down. <laughs> we did <laughs> never we? said that, yeah. No, they never said that, that, that bungee jumping was a thing that she wanted to do. She actually seemed scared of it, and then all of a sudden, she is an adrenaline junkie. It is so intense. Ash, I hate every second of this. I'm watching Colton's face. And you can see 
you can really see in Colton's face that this, like, I don't want to be a good bachelor. Like, I don't want to smile. I don't want to be here. I know I have to do this, but I'm so scared. I'm His face looked terrified. I know. And I don't know. It's just kind of, it's, it was, is, does she like having these adrenaline filled dates because maybe she thinks it bonds them together more? Was this her little mechanism to be like, oh, the endorphins will make us fall more in love? Mm-hmm. I do like Tasha, and I do think she's good for Colton because she does bring him out of his shell a little bit. And so we have to ask then Tasha's dad did not give permission immediately to Colton yeah. um, to marry his daughter. I like this move. I think I think um, like now, kind of like you were saying earlier, we watch scenarios like this. And we're like, oh, my gosh, Tasha's dad is like, you know, the enemy here. And he's so mean and he's so, you know, tough. But I watch and I go, I get it. Yeah. Like I, he just loves his daughter. He's taking this seriously. He's saying, Tasha, like, come on. Like, if this is a real thing, didn't you ask? But right now I'm not giving my permission. Yeah. This is I guess this is the second. This is the first time dads have been asked since I've been engaged and, you know, Jared asked my dad and I would want it no other way. I love that tradition, but watching this back, I felt it in a different way, of course, because like, it's something that I've lived through and I would not want my dad to give permission if there's three other girls in the picture. Not at all. No, it just seems weird and it seems soft. So it it doesn't feel like that there's enough credibility behind the relationship yet to ask that question. So finally, we have Cassie, who's been a front runner in our eyes, Ash, since the very beginning. We like Cassie. She's absolutely gorgeous. She's smiley. I'll be honest, at the beginning of the season, I thought I was very – interested in Cassie and intrigued because I thought that she might be one of those girls that came on for maybe just to just based on her family history and kind of her Instagram and I was like you know maybe she's not here for the right reasons she's definitely here for the right reasons. her sister is dating a celebrity do you know who he is I forget who he is. yeah I looked up his pictures good looking fella yeah um good looking guy but... and she's been on a reality show before I just want to explain why we thought possibly wrong reasons Irons. yeah I mean she stood out to us stood out to me at least at the beginning like all right the background kind of points to something that we've seen before and it's it's not being here for the right reasons now she, we definitely I definitely believe she is she's into it she's being honest with Colton she's not overly explaining how much she feels she's not lying to him uh, and her family. Her family is the one that's the hardest on Colton. How did you perceive this situation? It was more, what stands out to me is one, her dad didn't give permission, which I thought is totally fine because what I just said. Um, But the sister really, the solo session between her and her sister made me feel interesting. It made me feel like Cassie was like, yeah, I think my sister knows I'm not feeling this enough right now. I think she knows me well enough to know what I would look like if I was totally head over heels and in love, and I think she's catching me right now. What did you think? That was that was the moment for me, sitting on the I bed. I agree yeah. with everything you said there. So let me ask you and everybody out there listening, just take a second and think about this. Say that is where Cassie's at. Say that she's not head over heels in love, but say she's very interested in Colton. She cares a ton about Colton. She likes him and she wants to see where this is going. Mm -hmm. Is it fair for her to stay in it till the end if her feelings aren't maybe that, oh my gosh, this is it. I'm I'm done. Marriage. Let's go. Well, she was saying that she thought her family was going to be a deciding factor in that. You know, when she was out by the beach, she goes, I'm hoping to get more answers later. And then they sit outside the house after the family meeting and Cassie's still like, 
I got the answers that I needed. And he's like, Anne, what has that made you feel? And she was like, it feels like I need to digest things a little bit longer. Ugh. And he's just yeah. like, so you can tell like his heart's just sinking in this moment. And he's like, I cannot believe this is happening. Like, you know, he's the, probably the girl that he wants to hear it from the most because he's so attracted to her. But I, I, I but, mean, I, I think you're seeing it. Yeah, but, you're you're spot on. But Ben, do you think that he's so attracted and so into her because he's she's giving him the least because he likes the chase of it all? Yeah, it's like something he can't have. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that's been something with Colton in the past, like in real life is, you know, he likes what he can't have a little bit. And yeah. so um, maybe, you know, I think that there is that element to it. And I also think that if we were honest with ourselves, it's been a few weeks now that Cassie is definitely the front runner. If we're just looking at from who is Colton, who does Colton want to make it work with the most? Mm -hmm. But the truth is I'm interested in the next few weeks. If she doesn't reciprocate the feelings, say she leaves. I mean, we have a couple huge weeks in front of us. We've seen previews for a while. There's something weird that's going to happen. If she doesn't reciprocate the feelings, does Colton even stay around? I mean, at this point, is he just trying to make it work with Cassie and just kind of going through the other relationships to do it? Or is he continuing to keep his mind open just in case Cassie isn't into him? I don't know. Here's where the show to me, um, I don't know what the right thing to do here is if I was Colton or Cassie. I would assume Cassie needs to stick it out. She needs to figure out if she's into him or not. And when she's not, she needs to leave on her own accord. If I'm Colton and I'm only interested in Cassie and I haven't kept my mind open to the other women, then if Cassie leaves, do you do, do you just end the show? Is that what happens? I feel like right now she's a front runner, but she's not a front runner enough for me to think that, that Colton isn't genuinely interested and he's just going through the motions with the other girls. Okay. Um, but I do think Cassie's getting to a point where it's almost wrong to be staying around. And it's weird because last week when she was defending herself against the allegations that Kerpa and Taisha were throwing, she was like, I am here for you. I am into you, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden this week, it's like, I'm not sure where I'm at. Yeah, she's – I don't I don't see this being – she's not, like, sold on Colton at all. No, and she should have been way more honest last week. She was like, I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going. But then this week, I felt like she was more of like, okay, I, I really should probably make a decision soon. I don't know. I really – I don't think she's being completely honest with herself right now. But I do – I would probably say I'd give her a little bit longer to, to yeah. figure it out. Would you? If, I, I definitely would. Would you want, if a girl in on your season came to you this week going into Fantasy Suites week, would you wanted her to say, I'm not in love with you yet, I'm still trying to get there? Or would you be like, okay, that's a red flag that I need to let her go now? You know, Ashley, that's such a good question. I think if I'm sitting there and the, the one that I'm most interested in or if the front runner in my eyes, the one that I could see a future with is and I'm sitting there pour, pouring my heart out to her, knowing I'm almost towards the end. I'm so close. And then I found somebody that I want to have a life with. And she's looking back at me going, I just don't know if I'm there. Not only does it shake your confidence a lot, right? I mean, and you have to have confidence in this situation as the bachelor or bachelorette because there's so many things swirling around you at once and you're, you're, you know, you're dating so many people. So it would definitely hurt your confidence. It'd make you question everything. Um, but all I would ask from her, and I don't know if I'd be prepared for it, would be to be as honest as possible with me so that I don't set myself up for embarrassment and failure. The worst thing that could happen in this moment, the worst thing as a bachelor or bachelorette is if you think this person loves you, you think you, you know, you love them, you, you know, yourself and you get down one knee and they say, I'm sorry, I can't. Is that um, the worst thing or is it worse to end up 
being with somebody who does say yes to your proposal but didn't really mean it? Oh, is it I, worth I don't the wish that. I don't wish that upon anybody. Yeah, that might be worse. I think that's worse, actually. Yeah, that's the worst thing. The second worst would be getting down on one knee and being embarrassed. But I would hope that if somebody didn't mean it, they would have left before that day. Yeah. Um. I, but I think my big takeaway from Cassie's date, hometown date, was that I think he likes the chase, and I think there's a part of him that is scared deep down to be completely in mutual love with somebody. And I only say this because it is something that I think I was very scared of until the bachelor process kind of knocked it out of me. And mm. I always said that, like, I think I'll always end up if like if a guy ever ended up liking me and then I liked him and then he ended up liking me and we were like got to the point where we could be in a real relationship. I would push him away and I'd be like, I don't like him anymore. Gross. I don't like him. Mm. And I said, the one time that I go, I know that I will find my husband. I know my husband will be the one guy that I don't push away when it becomes mutual. And that's what happened. And look at Jared now. Look at that, right? Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting last couple of weeks. Uh, we've got a lot ahead of us uh, coming up on on this show and up on Colton's season. Also, we got to start talking who's going to be the next Bachelorette. I think we wait to next week to do that. Right now, uh, my front runners uh, for Colton are Hannah G because I don't think Cassie makes it to the end. Then Cassie, then Tasha. Uh, Ashley, what do you think? I think that I saw some stuff at Women Tell All last week, like the fence jump, which makes <laughs> me tell you, confirm to you, this is the most dramatic season you have ever seen of my 10 years of watching this show. I it was I was so entertained, you guys. You are in for something. No matter whether you think you've been spoiled or whether you think the fence jump is not going to live up to the expectations because it has just been previewed over and over again this season, I swear to you, you're going to be satisfied and more after the fence jump happens next week. Satisfied so it's a real as, as like it's a real thing. Oh yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. And I got permission to tease that, so I don't even feel guilty telling you guys. So like, it, it, does this? I mean, Ashley, you've got everybody on the edge of their seats right now. For the, in the next, I don't know, two episodes, you were at uh, Women Tell All. So we you, didn't you, see the whole shebang. Usually, okay. they show us a lot more than they showed us. But the part that they showed of the fence jump makes you be like, "Whoa, whoa!" The re this is the most dramatic season ever. And and be honest here. This is the last question. I don't want to dig too deep. Is it? A facade is it fake or is this a real like a real emotional reaction from Colton to jump a fence? It's such a it's like a, a frenzy like came over him and he didn't know what to do and he just needed to escape and like that was what he did like it's truly an escape and oh. and I saw it Gosh, with the, it. the whole room of press and everybody was just floored but also. It had me being like, I don't know how I'm going to not talk about this for the next day, like next 10 days. Because there was like a frenzy coming over me being like, oh, my God, I must dissect this. I must talk. I must talk. But I keep saying to my friends and my family, I'm like, it's it's worth the the moment which you're going to see it. So I don't want to tell you like I don't want to tell you because I want you to see it the way I saw it. Golly gee, we've got a couple big weeks ahead of us. Yeah. Uh we also have a huge episode ahead of us. Um, the one, the only Jessica Clark is coming up next. But before we do, Ashley, 
tell us about your favorite bra. Oh my gosh, you guys! I we've gotten so close. I, I can know. just. It's so weird. <laughs> I don't even feel uncomfortable. I don't even feel uncomfortable. That's <laughs> like my sister. It's weird. I don't know. Come on, go ahead. My sister actually has always talked about how my bra rides up in the back, like it's supposed to be like a flat line, but for me, it's always like a rainbow at the top of it. And she's like, "You're not. It's not the right size." Well, I discovered that it actually wasn't because my half size, according to Third Love, Third Love is is an amazing bra company third love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their fit finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel third love has more than 70 sizes including their signature half cup sizes so i discovered by taking their fit finder quiz that i'm a half cup size and if you're like a a very small size or you're a really big size and you feel like you can't find the perfect fitting bra in the department store or at a other bra store 70 sizes i think you'll find one i think you will find one at third love all you got to do is answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. You just take the quiz, you order, and you try it on at home, and there will be no more awkward fitting room experiences. Whenever I go buy a bra at the mall, I'm like, what do you mean you're going to fit me for a bra? That seems like really personal. So you can skip that step and just go to Third Love's Fit Finder quiz. You'll have 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it. And Third Love will wash and donate the bra to a woman in need. That is absolutely amazing. I love that. Fit stylists are also available every day via text, chat, or phone. And returns and exchanges are free and easy. I personally love the classic nude strapless bra. If you're a woman you know how much strapless bras suck. I'm telling you, this strapless bra will change your life. I got to the point where I wasn't even wearing bras anymore. I was just wearing those stickies. But this bra, the strapless bra, has changed the game. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com famous right now to find the perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That is thirdlove, T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash famous for 15% off your bra today. Okay, so I... I know that you and Jess live a pretty healthy life. Yeah, I just I just had a, a ten, breaded tenderloin sandwich and french fries for lunch. But for the most part, yeah. All right. Well, if you want to add to that health, you should probably have Jess try Ritual. I mean, Ritual's kind of a woman's vitamin, so that's why I'm like, suggesting it for her and not for you. So no matter how many times we try to eat all the kale salads and drink all the green smoothies that we can – Sometimes we are still not getting all those essential nutrients that we need on a daily basis. So that's where Ritual comes in. They're the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual Essentials have the nutrients that most of us don't get enough of from our food because a lot of times we don't get them in their clean, absorbable forms. But Ritual has no shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm for your body than good. You're going to take two easy-to-take capsules. They're not those horse pills. They don't smell. They don't upset your stomach. And they're going to provide you with nine nutrients that you need to support a strong foundation for your health. 
From D3 to Omega-3, Rituals Essential for Women helps fill the gaps in a woman's diet. And it's a subscription, and it's easy to start. And you can hit snooze on the subscription anytime. It's only a dollar a day, and it's going to give you all the essential nutrients your body needs. And it's delivered every month, no strings attached. I'm trying to get the healthiest I possibly can for my wedding day. I think we all know this by now. I want to look... I want to look good, and that means I want to have glowing skin, and I know that these nutrients are going to help me get that. And um, just in case I'm on the road and I don't want to bring a big pill vitamin bottle, I don't need that because Ritual, you just throw it in your purse. It comes in, like, travel snack sizes, basically. Better health doesn't happen overnight. Help fill the gaps in, in your diet with Essential for Women. It's a small step that's going to support a healthy foundation for your body. So visit Ritual.com slash Famous to get your ritual started today. That is Ritual.com slash Famous. We just got done talking about hometown dates, and now we're going to start talking about my favorite hometown date, <laughs> the one, the only, Jessica Clark Yay! is on the line. <laughs> Hey, it is so good to hear your voice. I have been asked so much in the past week if I've met Ben's new girl. And I'm like, no, but I'm going to meet her on the podcast next week if this counts. I think it counts because I'm going to ask you some real questions, some questions that I would probably ask you if I was sitting across from you at dinner anyway. Ben, do okay, I have your permission perfect. to do so? You can grill this girl. Okay. Oh, God. Well, my first question is for both of you. Ben, you found her on Instagram. You slid into her DMs. I think you've mm-hmm. talked about that on the podcast already. My question is, how did you come across her Instagram? Because she's not an influencer. She doesn't have a crazy amount of followers. I did. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Somebody told me this week that 80 weeks ago, Wells Adams liked one of your pictures, Jess. And people want to know whether there's any connection there as to you coming across her profile or is that just a Nashville connection? I thought that was an old Miss connection. An old, old Miss connection. Cause you went to Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah. We went to the same school. Ben, do you like have a grudge against Wells right now for, for this? You like, think he was trying to hit on her? No, there's so much to this story. Okay. So much here. Right. And I just got a text last night. Actually, Ashley, Chris Strandberg knows Jessica. But here's the deal. Jessica has never, ever dated, nor has she kissed any other bachelor people. But here's the the backstory to all this. So Jess went to uh, Ole Miss with Wells. Go Eli uh, Manning. And Eli Manning. Yeah, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so when I first started talking to Jess, uh, I texted Wells because I saw that we both followed her. And I said, what do you know about this Jessica Clark girl? And he goes, I know she's beautiful. And if you're talking to her, you're a lucky guy. And so um, uh-huh. I don't think, Jess, tell me if I'm wrong, but there's no like really backstory to you and Wells' relationship, right? No, no. You guys went to Ole Miss like a decade apart, though. So how'd that come across? How'd that come about? I mean, it was. I guess it was just one of those things I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Well, <laughs> I mean, he, he was keeping up with the cute girls at Ole Miss. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, Ben, how did you come across her Instagram? Yeah, so it's wild. It's so funny. Um, here's a true story. I've kind of held back on it for a little bit. 
but I was in uh, Nashville for a fundraiser for Humanity and Hope United. And we were doing this massive fundraiser, and it was in August of 2018. And I was staying at a hotel downtown right by the Predator Stadium. And so what happened was I, I was checking in, and there's a whole sports team checking in as well. And they're big dudes, and I knew they're like professional, but I didn't know who they were. None of them had like any type of like logos on or anything. And so I went up to my room and I got on Instagram and I looked up the top posts because I figured whoever was staying there had posted that they were in Nashville or posted like they are nearby. Well, so when I got on the top post section of my location, which was the, the hotel, Jessica's picture popped up because she was at the Nashville Predators game with her dad. And I was just scrolling through and I saw this picture. And I was like, holy cow, this girl is gorgeous. Like, so I clicked on her, her profile and then I was like, but what am I going to do with this? Like, I'm not just going to message her out of nowhere. This is creepy and this is weird, but this girl's gorgeous. And so in, in the, the most normal way possible, I screenshotted her profile without knowing her and I kind of forgot about it. And, and then six months later, uh, or actually no, not a little bit under. So I was in, uh, I was at, at home for Thanksgiving. I was cleaning out my phone and I got back on my phone as I was cleaning out. I came across the picture again and I was like, you know what? I was looking up her pictures and I saw her profile and I saw the way she, she would comment on stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And so I messaged her and I think Jess, tell me if I'm wrong, but I said something along the lines of don't ask too much of how I saw your profile. <laughs> I can explain that yeah. later, but if you're single, please message back. That is so cute. It is all yeah. so cute. The way you screenshot it. And then you went back and you're like, I like her interactions. Oh, you felt so compelled. And I think it was not because her, just her appearance, but like you kind of sensed a goodness from her. Oh, it just way. I mean, Jessica has this like just very pure uh, heart. And so, yes, when you talk to her, even for the first time, this is one of the things, uh, Ashley, that I think is so awesome. So Jess and I were just texting back and forth for, I think, three days. And I had texted her one day, like I'm stressed out or there was something going on. Or I asked her some question from church that like I was confused about. And instead of just like texting back something small, she voice messaged me and kind of like took, I don't know, <laughs> 45 seconds to explain this topic that was really kind of laid on my heart. And I was like, yes, this is the type of person that I want to I want to pursue at the best of my ability. That is so adorable. So, Jess, how did you Jess or Jessica? Either one. All my, I feel like most people just call me Jess. It's shorter. Jessica sounds formal. Jessica Clark sounds like a movie star name. <laughs> Thank you. I've actually never gotten that before. But yeah, most people will just call me Jess. Okay. So what did you feel? What do you think when you saw Ben Higgins slid into your DMs? Are you a Bachelor fan? Did you know who he was? Or did you just see that blue check mark and think, who is this? Um, well, first of all, I mean, I didn't follow him or anything. And so whenever I saw it, it was like Higgins.Ben. And so I thought it might just be like a spam or something. Cause I mean, you can't, everyone has heard of his name, you know, just being on Instagram or being a girl or whatever it may be. So I thought it was just like some random spam account or something messaging me. So I didn't even check it for a while. And then I went back and checked it and I saw like the blue check mark and I was like, this is interesting. And then kind of looked and saw that it was him. And I was like, well, I have no idea how he found me because like you said, like I was by no means, am by no means an influencer or any of those things. So I had no idea how he found my profile. So I got a little curious and replied to his message, but I was 
Yeah, at first I didn't even think it was real. So you're not a Bachelor fan. You weren't like, you wouldn't freak out over it. You just thought it was a little weird. Did you think it was cute, his approach, the way he said, don't ask how I came across your profile? Yeah, I thought it was really cute. Because like, he, I, it was just, it was very unassuming. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I mean, still is one of my favorite qualities about Ben is he's just so like humble. And I feel like he doesn't realize how great he is. But him just being like, don't even ask how I found you. Like, make me. Or, I don't know. It was. It was just very. His whole approach to it. I need to find exactly what the first message said because I remember being like, "This is hilarious and really cute." Did you have a bachelor? Do you have bachelor fan friends who geeked? Yes, actually, um, some of my cousins listen to this podcast. No way. So if they're listening, I'll give them a shout out. But yeah, I have friends that are fans and um i got invited to go watch the bachelor tonight at one of my friends houses so yeah definitely (laughs) jess you have to tell everybody out there though um be honest because i originally was not talking to you who was i talking to oh my little brother really helped me out with uh replying to ben's messages that's awesome I think it's common because I talk to more and more girls about this and tell them about how I met Jess. And I was like, yeah, but when I first messaged her, she didn't know how to respond to everything. So she kind of let her brother help her. Um, And girls like, oh, I do that. Like my best guy friend or whoever it is. Like I would let them message for me anytime a guy's trying to like flirt with me. So I think that's common. That is really, really smart. My sister always used to like craft my text too. I could never send yes. a text to a guy that I liked without having her approval. No, you've got to bounce it off of some people because, like, especially me, Ben will tell you, I have a, an interesting sense of humor sometimes. It's a little dumb. And so I feel like I would have started to just, like, crack some jokes here or there, and they wouldn't have landed very well. So I had to have someone help me out. It's hard to have your first communication through text because you don't have tone. You you know, a lot of sarcasm doesn't yeah. come across. So. Speaking of, when did you guys get on the phone and start talking to each other since that voice memo really made uh, an impact on him? Uh, Right after I sent the voice memo, he called me. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Way to make an impression. She took the first lead there. Yeah, she leaves the voice memo, and I was like, I cannot go any longer without talking to her. Ashley, uh, we've got a lot more to ask Jessica. Jessica, this is part of the podcasting world. We've got to tell everybody about Article.com. Article.com is an online-only furniture company. By eliminating the layers of traditional retail, Article is able to keep prices low and quality high. No showrooms, no salespeople, just savings. They have beautiful, well-made furniture from Scandinavian simplicity to beautifully designed modern furniture. They have so many options to fit everyone's style. Article is serious about shipping. No matter how many items, every order is shipped at a flat rate of $49. That's magical if you are decorating an entire house. So fantastic. Need some help getting set up? Article has options for in-room delivery and for assembly assistance. In-stock items can be expected in two weeks or less. Okay, so Jared and I, our dogs have peed all over our carpets. When we first got our puppy, she peed everywhere. We had all these rugs that were like less than six months old, and we still had to throw them out because not was not only was there pee, but there was poop and 
the texture of the uh, rug didn't allow the poop to be fully cleaned. So we had to throw them out. So that's the first thing Jared and I got on article.com were some new rugs. I love how a lot of their rugs will go with any type of decor. And uh, we found out while ordering some new rugs from article.com that they actually have a wedding registry as well. It's the perfect place to find stuff that your guests can actually buy you, especially if you need to update your place. Because with Jared moving in, we kind of have to like make it a little bit more boyish. So there's going to be some items that I lose and we're going to replace with some of the things that we got from article.com. Article.com is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash almost famous. And the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That is article, A-R-T-I-C-L-E dot com slash almost famous to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that's just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. 
It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at twc.health/famous. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24/7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Jess, I got some new more questions. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, everybody has been talking about the fact that you are so normal is that is that like offensive or you're like yeah i'm normal isn't it great <laughs> and when no, i mean normal I, I mean like you're not famous you <laughs> haven't kissed multiple bachelor contestants before you you didn't have a gigantic social media following before all this what do you do oh well first of all i think that being normal is a compliment i actually great. talk about this all the time i feel like just saying that someone is like normal is so rare nowadays that I take that as a compliment. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I have a full-time job. I work in architectural lighting, so um, I'm in the sales department. I meet with people and get their lighting packages for new construction. So go to construction sites too. It's just a very, it's a great job. Um, live in Nashville, and yeah, I just have a very like. You said normal life. Former D1 long distance runner. Wow, that's awesome. Go you. Oh, <laughs> that was uh, just part of college, though, just for a little bit. But Do you guys work out together? Fun. Are you like that couple? We haven't yet. The one time we had the opportunity to, I had just gotten off a plane, so I let Ben do that on his own. <laughs> yeah she did but i'm worried about it ash because i you know we've talked about it before i pride myself on my running abilities or you know i won't I, I try i'm trying to do a triathlon in the next yeah. 12 months and I, I bet jess if we were to sprint a mile right now with what her times are she'd beat me by over a minute like you know how discouraging that is when a five foot two a person just like sprints past you and just keeps going and you're trying to catch up. <laughs> well, I don't need that, that in my life. I don't need it. <laughs> being that you're six, four, like yeah. that, that I can be yeah. like, okay, that's a little embarrassing, but also it's kind of awesome that your lady can beat you. She can tear me up. I mean, it wouldn't even be close. She would, she would dominate me. And the thing is with Jess, as you can probably hear through this interview, she just kind of like giggles and smiles. Like, I don't, I don't, she's competitive, very competitive, but she's very like, um, sweet too. So I think she'd probably run by and just giggle and laugh and smile. And I think that would make me so angry. (laughs) (laughs) It probably would actually, I think you might beat me because I'd make you mad. (laughs) Um, 
So, you know, as we talked about, Jessica has this like crazy, uh, crazy, like, I mean, normal life, but it's not much different, Ashley, if we break down than ours, right? I mean, yeah, now we, we get to do podcasts and stuff like that, but our lives have kind of gone after the show. Everybody's life kind of goes back to normal per se. Um, and so for me, it's just awesome to be able to meet somebody that isn't having massive expectations for where life needs to continue to go. She's just, she's really content and excited about wherever life is taking us. That's awesome. So Ben lives in Denver. You live in Nashville. Are you born and raised there? Well, I was born in Atlanta, but I moved to Nashville when I was five. So I claim Nashville as home for sure. Okay. So, I mean, I know we're only three months into y'all's relationship and I don't want to like ask when there's like a move happening. That's way too early to tell. But who's doing the most traveling? Is it equal? Is Ben always coming to you? Are you always being sent to Denver by Ben? <laughs> no, it's been pretty equal, I feel like. Um, we've definitely done a good job of kind of going to both places and spending some time in each other's homes. And then we got to go to Honduras together also. So. I would say at this point, we've done a equal travel for sure. Ben? You know, I agree. Uh, we, we've been equal. She's definitely put in more work, I think, towards traveling just because uh, I've been gone and my schedule gets crazy. And so it's hard for me to bounce around. Uh, but we have, I mean, I've made it to Nashville, met her family, stayed with her family a few, few days, got to meet her her dog, uh, Penny, who's, who's just a sweet <laughs> old dog. Um, and it's working. I do think this, and for anybody out there listening, any advice on long-distance relationships would be incredibly helpful. So email us at beninashleyatheartmedia.com. Uh, but long distance hasn't been easy in the sense of, hey, I want to see this girl. I want to hang out with this girl. I want this girl to meet my family and my friends. And, and we're trying to do our best at that. But when the life is already busy, it's really hard to find, you know, two or three days to then travel again, even though you want to. So we're trying to get better at it. I'm trying to get better at it and kind of figure out how to do it well. But yeah, so far, I think it's been very even or equal, um, but we definitely have had gone a month without seeing each other. And okay. I don't, that's not ideal for me. That's what I was going to ask is how long has too long been and how, how much is the goal time to see each other? Just how often um, would you want to see me? <laughs> I mean, well, we're honest every day, but Aww. realistically. He's been <laughs> smiling through this entire interview. I truly have not ever seen Ben this happy. <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It, realistically, I feel like after two weeks is when it really gets hard. And whenever we went a month, it has been, we've seen each other, what, three, week, three weeks in a row that time, right? Yeah. And then we went a month without seeing each other. So that was like the worst. So we can't have that happen again. Okay. How often do you FaceTime? <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting into the nitty gritty. Oh, well, we FaceTime every day probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, honestly, FaceTime's really great. We, uh, Jessica has a really good friend um, whose husband is in the military and he, you know, gets deployed for months at a time. And so we met with them for dinner one night and we're kind of asking them how they do it because he's gone and sometimes they can't talk for weeks on end. And I think the, uh, what we found out is that FaceTime is the saver. Like it is, I mean, it's such a benefit now to relationships that you can still see the person, you can still interact with them, but you know, it's still better to be around them. But yeah, I think we FaceTime every day and there's no reason not to. Yeah. I don't think so either. 
uh, now I know Ben said that there was the moment where he was like, I want to, I didn't want to go after this girl. You know, I really want to pursue her, which was when you sent that voice memo. In real life, was there a moment, like a bonding moment in which you guys said, okay, this is going to be something serious? Do you remember a conversation like that, that you're willing to talk about? Ben's nodding, but I don't know if you want to keep it private. That's fine. Jess? No, what are you going to say? You know, Jessica came out to Denver uh, for the first time. And what happened was, Ash, is we it was a night of Ashkara's opening. So the restaurant opening was the same night. And the night before, I'd been working all night trying to get set up for the restaurant to open up. And I had texted her. It was like a Thursday. And I said, Jess, we would talk for, I don't know, three weeks at this point, four weeks. It's getting, it's great. It's good. Um, I feel like I know you really well, but I'm just tired of just talking to you. Mm -hmm. I need to get you out here. And I said, how about you book a flight and fly out here tomorrow? And so she did. Um, She agreed and she flew out. And then I had the restaurant opening. She didn't land and get to my house till it's probably close to midnight. So I was tired and I had been at the restaurant opening and I walk outside and she's standing there and, and we like embraced and we hugged and she came inside. Um, and we just started talking again and it was so comfortable. It's so amazing. And I felt like I know this, knew this girl so well. And she was even more beautiful in person than she was on FaceTime or through Instagram, or whatever that was like, that was the moment for me that it just clicked that, um, this was something special like this was going to be something that i was excited about for a long time so for me it was that first interaction in person which Mm -hmm. obviously feels fast but when you facetime and you talk on the phone for three and a half weeks straight you really get to know the person i was gonna say how nerve-wracking was that for you jess to like fly out to a different city to stay over at a guy's house that you had never met before and you're like, okay, this is like that awkward moment. It's like, we, we kind of know each other, but like, we've never even felt each other's skin. <laughs> like we've never even touched. <laughs> well, it was, I mean, I wanted to see him so badly, obviously. So when he suggested, I was like all in, like all about it. And then my flight got delayed. My original flight got delayed. So I got on another flight, barely. I made it by like 30 minutes, but I was sitting in the airport and I was FaceTiming one of my friends. And she was like, have you thought about, like, what if you're getting, like, catfished or something? Oh, my goodness. And I was like, I was like, well, no, because I have, like, fish time. Like, I think who he is. And she was like, and she was like, well, yeah, but what if you're, like, going to the wrong house or something? Because, like, I mean, he had a restaurant opening, so he wouldn't pick me up from the airport or whatever. And I was like, I really haven't even thought about this. And it was right before I got on the plane. Then I get on the plane, and I land in Denver. And I called Ben to tell him to let him know that I landed, and he didn't answer because he was at his restaurant opening. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, it was probably three minutes before he called me back. Like, it wasn't very long. But I was still on the airplane, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm stuck in Denver. I don't know anybody. He's not answering his phone. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, my friend was right. Like, I was freaking out. So Aww. then when he called me, and then he called me the whole Uber ride to his house, and then when I saw him, it was just like, I mean, the exact same thing. It was like I'd known him for forever, and um, I wasn't nervous at all. It was, it was immediately very, very comfortable. Okay. So then how did your first kiss came up, come about? <laughs> can I ask that? Yeah, you can ask that. Okay. Just yeah. how did that come about? Um, I, as soon as you saw me. <gasps> oh, it was. Yeah, I think I walked outside and just laid it. Yeah. <gasps> 
Yeah, he did. <laughs> How romantic. I think it was. Yeah. Wasn't it romantic? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was romantic. Mostly because when I saw you, I was like, okay, do I make a joke or do I just say hi? And then you just kissed me, so I didn't have to do either of them. Oh, my goodness. That's what happens when you date a bachelor. Like, he knows yeah. what he's doing. He's not worried about kissing women for the first time. You just no. made the grand move. Damn, Ben. Yeah, just, yeah you went just for did it. it. Just went for it, and she yeah. didn't say no. All right. Well, that is the best way to make that situation not awkward. You're like, we do know each other. It doesn't matter. We've never been in the same room together. Okay. Um, yeah. My last question is that you were Ben seemed moved by that one voice memo, which seems to have come about because of something that he heard in church. Do you share his faith? Because I know that's super important for him to find somebody who does. Yes. I. I mean, that was one of the first conversations we had. And I'm so thankful. I think Ben actually brought it up, but I feel like that's just a foundation that if you share your faith or don't share your faith, whatever your beliefs may be, you have to have that fundamental sound like you have to agree on those fundamentals. And then from there you can build a relationship. So we have those foundational beliefs and from there we've been able to build a relationship. Mm -hmm. It's true. I mean, I think the one thing, and Jess knows this about me, and I think most people out there listening now, is my faith is, is I mean, I believe in Christ as much as I can. And, and what, but what happens with that is my like life has also been full of a bunch of doubts and questions, and my mind kind of goes in a thousand different directions, and it's hard for me to comprehend who God is and what he's trying to do in the specific moments. And Jess is just uh, consistent. Uh, she's a great listener. She's incredibly intelligent and able to talk through some of those things. And and for me, that's just beyond exciting that I have somebody that I not only just like like to laugh with and and joke with, but that you know when when I sit down, I mean, there's not a day go by that I think I don't text Jess like, oh, I'm struggling with this. I mean, I honestly I struggle a lot. I think she's understanding that now, and she just every time responds with like just such patience and grace and understanding and just willing to just let me like pour out whatever it is on my heart. And so she definitely shares the same faith. And and if anything, she pushes me to explore like even closer relationship with God than I have today. So yes, hundred percent. I have a question for Jess, if you don't mind. It's Mark. Bring it on Mark. Yeah. Hi, Jess. My name is Mark. I read emails. Um, <laughs> have you been tempted to go on Amazon prime and watch Ben's season? No, I don't want to see him with a bunch of other girls. I don't blame you, but I feel like you'd be just curious to even watch the first episode, even just for laughs at how young he looks or how silly things you can make fun of him about. I don't know. I don't know that I could resist the temptation if it was me. I haven't really thought about just watching the first one. Maybe I would watch it with him. (laughs) You know what? And then I can make fun of him. Can I give you a suggestion just so you can fall deeper in love with with Ben? And I don't want to like, you know. Just boom the love word there, but just go with it. Um, you should watch the the day on Caitlin Bristow season in which he gives a sex talk to the kids in a like third grade class. It is it's the moment that America, I think, fell in love with Ben when he became really? the perfect Ben. Yes. And then you won't be able you won't see him kissing her or anything. It's just like one scene. Okay. Just talk yeah, just talk about ovaries and semen and Everything and yeah, you definitely listen to it. It's great, Jess. You're gonna yeah, love it. Yeah, I, I would like to see how you present that topic to third graders. That could say a lot about you. It was so good. It was impressive. Oh. 
Jess, before we let you go, because I know you got a ton of lights to sell, um, and uh, <laughs> I want—I think you'll be on the podcast multiple times in the future. You know, with all this happening right now, right? I mean, just let's focus on the new relationship and and everything going on in our lives. Uh, you just were down to Honduras, and you got to to see my life a little bit more. Um, can you let all of our listeners out there, because they're going to be massive fans of yours. They're just going to love you so much. Um, like if, if, if all of this, uh, wherever this goes, what do you hope, what do you hope your legacy is uh, in this world? Um, I just hope that people leave every interaction with me, whether it be on social media or in person or, um, on your podcast or whatever it may be. And they just feel like it was a positive interaction. So whether that's, um, all these people going to my Instagram page and just seeing that I live a normal life and that makes them feel better about their normal lives. Or if, um, I can give an encouraging word or assert someone in their faith or whatever it may be. I just hope that people leave interactions with me feeling positive. Aww. You are seriously a perfect match for Ben Higgins. I am so excited to see where your relationship goes and i'm so happy to see this incredibly lit face that he has the entire time (laughs) he talks to you so thank you for coming on jess i had way more questions than i ever thought i would and you've been a good sport well you can get my number from ben and you can ask me oh i think i'm done for now i just i look forward to the time that we actually can have a sit down dinner (laughs) yes me too all right we'll talk to you later thank you so much Thanks, babe. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Ben, are you the cutest right now? Are you just so happy? I'm so I'm so proud of her. She's so great. She She's is. perfect for you. Yeah, it's wild. She's really great. And I mean, if you just saw the way that she interacts with people, like she said, I mean, it's it's so inspiring and encouraging to me. Like when I, de- I think I've talked about on the podcast before, but one of my worst qualities is that I dismiss people pretty quickly. Like if, if something happens and they maybe make me angry or I feel like they aren't living up to my expectations or they've said something or does something like I dismiss them and that's not good. I don't, I don't like any second of that. And I'm, I'm combating that. And it's a struggle that I consistently face. Um, and it's amazing that when Jess like interacts with people and I know they're doing things that maybe like upset her or hurt her, or they have said something to like push, make distance between them. Mm-hmm. She just leans in and, and tries and goes farther into them and doesn't dismiss them. She just loves them harder and more. And for me, that's just such a, a good example for me on, on how I need to deal with people and how I want to deal with people. So yeah, this Jessica Clark girl, she's something special. That's the perfect compliment for you. The, you know, the perfect thing to your gang. All That's right. right. Hey, how do we move on um, from this? <laughs> I, I don't know how we move on to it, but we're going to move <laughs> on to it from this with one of the wildest, craziest stories to ever occur in bachelor nation, <laughs> a feud between Mike Fleiss and the Kardashians. Jared, Jared and I were like, we're not getting into this because so many Bachelor people were, you know, giving their two cents on Twitter on Saturday night. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to sit back. Uh, Dad, you're embarrassing me, is what we joked. <laughs> oh, <No>. it's insane. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. So here, um, let's start out this conversation, Ash, by giving a little background. We've got an email from Katie. I read this article about a possibility of Khloe Kardashian becoming the next Bachelorette. Having someone so famous would change the feel of the show, in my opinion. I could see it being really fun to watch. 
Ben and Ashley, I'm dying to hear your thoughts. So Ashley, before we get into what happened, okay, with the feud between Mike Fleiss and the Kardashians, mm -hmm. what do you think? Obviously, this gets brought up because Tristan Thompson has, uh, um, I guess, cheated on Khloe Kardashian with yes. one of their best friends. Um, that comes out in the news, and now Mike Fleiss tweets, Khloe Kardashian could be the next Bachelorette. Do you like this idea? I mean, if this was the case, right? Let's say Khloe Kardashian or let's say Cardi B or whoever it is out there that's famous and single. I don't know if Cardi B is even single anymore. Do you like the idea of them being the Bachelorette? So I understand people's point of view when they say that they want like a regular person, somebody who doesn't have all the fame and fortune to get the opportunity. Totally get it. The only reason that I like it is because we have followed Chloe's love life for the past decade. We've seen her struggles between her marriage with Lamar and now this second uh, cheating stint by Tristan. And I think, like, Chloe has always been a rootable Kardashian. I think she's always been the one that everybody, like, even if you're not into the Kardashians, you, you feel for Chloe. And I just feel like it would be cool because even though most of us have never met her, we still like we we feel for her and we feel like we know her so it'd be almost like watching like your friend from tv go and find love that's why i like it but i understand why people wouldn't like it too and i, I also, also chloe doesn't want to be the bachelorette so i'm I'm not i'm not talking about her you know no chloe i understand we are we're using this clickbait and i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> ashley's so protective right now but i mean here's ashley here's my concern but there's ultimately an end in all of this. At some point, the show will end. How do you, if you have like a Kardashian or if you have somebody extremely um, popular and famous as your bachelorette or bachelor, how then do you move on? You can't sustain that. And so then does the show go back to the format it's at now? I mean, I feel like that's the, the beginning of the end once you kind of have this massive name as your front runner. Yeah, it's kind of like jumping the shark. Which is yeah. that expression when like the shows lose it. So yeah, maybe go out with a bang. Maybe go out with a celebrity, which would be kind of cool. But like probably keep it the way it's been for a while. Because look, you've gotten eighteen years of success from bringing randoms to find yeah. love. So why mess with the formula? I agree. I mean, you just might as well kind of let this fade out. Oh, but, I, I, but that's I, my fear. But Ben, I think the reason this became so hot was because it was such a hot topic last week between, you know, the whole the whole Kardashian drama. But also it happened the day after a big Bachelor episode in which people were feeling like they don't have a clear front runner for Bachelorette because so many of the reigning girls are 23 or 24, and I think that people aren't going to be okay with a 23 or 24-year-old Bachelor, and even though the season has been so compelling, there isn't a clear frontrunner for Bachelorette, and then it was like, oh, wait, now we have an answer, and that's why the whole Chloe thing picked up steam so fast. I Well, and, and obviously, it's such a... A creative idea. I, I feel like Mike Feist always knows what he's doing. I mean, he just he knew what he was doing here. He knew that this wasn't going to be a thing and it worked. So here, everybody out there listening, I'll give you a little rundown. As we talked about, Khloe Kardashian uh, was rumored to be the, the, and talks to be the next Bachelorette by uh, show creator Mike Feist. Mike Feist stayed uh, very open about this idea by tweeting about it on his Twitter saying, hey, I'm just here to help Khloe Kardashian find love. Um, we're in talks with her mom, all of these things. Bachelor Nation starts to jump on board with it. I know Tanner Tolbert tweeted. I know Amanda Stanton tweeted, both excited about the idea. And as this is happening, 
Chloe has this response on her Twitter. I'm not effing clickbait right now. Stop or you will be hearing from my lawyers. How insensitive. Kim Kardashian then tweets, fake effing news, big time. I mean, they're heated. I mean, think about all the things said about them. Think about all the news that's ever spread about them, and they're actually personally responding to this, which makes me think, Ashley, is this really a thing? Like, are they mad or is yeah, this all, are mad. they all in this? Are they all in this together? No, they're mad because because Fleiss does what he does, and he loves cryptic tweets that make us all talk. I don't think he thought he was going to get actually caught here. Like, I don't think he they, he thought they were going to go to the next step in which he says, "How would Kim Kardashian know?" This is between Kris Jenner and. And, and most importantly, Khloe Kardashian. Well, it's like, Mike, what do you think? They are a close family. We all know they're a close family. And they're very uh, together when it comes to business. So Kim then responds with a screenshot saying, are you guys in talks with The Bachelorette? And then Chris goes, no, LOL. And then Chloe says, ew, I mean, put some respect behind my name. Which I think all of us who are Kardashian fans in The Bachelor family went, <laughs> reading that and then let's see then Fleiss- i didn't like that time out let me pause you there i didn't like it either. i didn't like it don't don't tell me to put that that being the bachelor or bachelorette isn't respectful i mean you can make it respectful there has been people on the show that have not carried themselves with respect and have came off the show and had less respect respect but we're all people no matter if you're a Kardashian or a Kardashian West or if you're Chloe or Kim or Chris or if you're somebody that got gets kicked off on night one, you we are people. Yeah. And we're I mean, let's be honest, at the end of the day, we're all just on reality television, or let's break it down even further. We're all just living in a reality. And so let's I don't love, just like I don't disrespect the Kardashian family mm-hmm. or whoever, you know, what for whatever they do. I, I don't love that tweet. I don't text. text. I don't love the text either. And it's weird because I think this whole thing became even even bigger than just speculation because Chris Jenner has been outspoken about being a Bachelor fan. So to me, when Mike Fleiss was saying in talks with Chris Jenner, which is obviously Chloe's momager, I was like, oh wait, this could actually be real because I know that he probably does have her number because she's come on um the Bachelor in Paradise after show. Like she's she's called in before and she's been on the show. Like she's a fan. So I thought yeah. there could be some legitimacy to it. I mean, I hosted the Bachelor in Paradise after show and my Bachelor after show because back when I was Bachelor, we had an after show. Yeah. Um, with her, I mean, she was there. So yeah, this isn't a crazy idea. I, I mean, but again, this whole thing gets wild. It feels so big. I mean, it's one of those moments. I don't know if it meant to turn into this or not, but it feels so big when you have. I mean, I'm looking at Kim's profile right now. Just a tweet that she did that had dot dot dot. Mike Fleiss has over 140,000 likes. I mean, if this isn't great for the show, I don't know one is. Mike Fleiss finishes this conversation by tweeting, one of the things we look for in choosing The Bachelorette is a great sense of humor. Might be time to look elsewhere. I sincerely offered our assistance. If a certain someone thinks he or she doesn't need our help to find true love, so be it. And that's the end of the conversation. Ashley. Yeah. Do you like this story? Like, is this is this something that is funny? 
um, for our listeners out there, please let us know how you feel about this kind of stuff. Is it just, is it hard to watch? Is it personal to you because you like the show so much? Um, or is it just hilarious? Like is, how do we, how do we view this? I think it was all good drama. I think it was all fun to watch on Saturday night, but I, I think from being a part of the bachelor family, it was kind of sad to see, to see Kim and Chloe belittle the franchise. But if yeah. I were just a regular viewer, I'd be like, Oh, I'm eating all this up. Yeah, don't act like you're not watching Kardashians. I'm watching you. <laughs> you're watching us. We're all watching each other here. Hey, Ash, uh, thanks for talking to Jess. Thank you for being so kind. Um, Ashley, again, uh, for anybody out there that is looking for a great book for uh, their nieces, nephews, children, grandchildren, uh, Ashley and Jared has written an amazing children's book. You need to pick up at LucyandClarkBook.com. It is worth it. It is fantastic. Make sure you check it out. We also got to give thank yous to OpenFit. Get a special extended 30-day trial membership to OpenFit when you text Almost Famous to 303030 today. Again, that's Almost Famous to 303030. And Third Love, go to thirdlove.com slash famous right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Ritual. Visit ritual.com backslash famous to start your ritual today. And article.com for some really cool modern furniture. Go to article.com slash almost famous to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. What a great podcast, Ash. Love you dearly. Tell Jared I said hello. Let's get out of here. Love you, I've been Jess. Ben. I've been Ashley. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest safest and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash PowerSafely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. 
What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Yeah, yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.